0: This life-changing message comes to you from Church of the Harvest. It's our prayer that this message will inspire your life and bring hope to your future. Sometimes we we can get like the culture, we want that little dab do you? Quick fix, boom. But this thing's about relationships. It's about being with Him, letting Him change you, change your life. I'm going to read, uh, we've, been, we've always said healings, but as you know, healings have just multiplied and just been increasing. But uh, something else that we're seeing is uh, people also getting delivered. Yeah, I love this, they're getting delivered from things they never knew they had. And um, that's just uh, uh, an awesome thing to me to hear these testimonies and people say, like uh, last Sunday, they're taking communion and the Lord reveals something to them that is not of Him and it's a stronghold in their life. God reveals it and then snatches it out of them and they know they're different and they're free. Now, I like that. I like that. Well, we've had several of those, and uh, God's just setting people free, and, and uh, there's healings, and there's financial breakthroughs. Here's one from last week. Um, just want to take some time to share with you. I arrived at church uh, yesterday with sore throat and pain, uh, lower right uh, abdomen. I've had that pain for a week and a half. I had an accident uh, in my my heels, feet uh, hurting. The accident was in 2014. My back's been hurting since an accident in 1994. So anyway, I'll just pass on through all this. Uh, my my my. says, I can report today the sore throat is gone. My heels are better, feel better than they did since I fell back. Uh, since I fell, my back does not hurt. The pain on my side is gone completely. And my knees, uh, they said there was arthritis in my knees. They're 90% better, almost completely gone. Same way the back, the, the heels were healed, the sides were healed, the abdomen and the sore throat. What I like about this one, it was a package deal. We had uh, other reports and stuff. People, you know, after service recognize some people don't even recognize till they leave that they're healed and all the pain's gone. uh, But this one stood out because it was the whole package. I mean, they just got a... A makeover, (laughs) physically. Come to church and get a makeover. Hey, that's a good advertising. Come get your makeover, free. You may not like it once again. (laughs) Is that false advertising? I guess it is. I guess we need to be above board. No. It's from a marketing (laughs) expert. He said it's not. (laughs) Well, I'm just going to share a few moments. Um, Psalms 101, verse um, 103, verse 1. It says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. I can safely say we've all forgotten his benefits before. We have forgotten the benefits of of the Lord, but we're told in Scripture not to forget them. And not to forget them means we have to keep seeing the benefits over and over or we forget. And it's just the the way we are. that We we need to take lists and take notes because we will forget. But God knew this. That we could forget. So he said, I want to tell you this before it happens. Don't forget the benefits. And he said, all the benefits. There's more than just one. Who forgives all your iniquities? who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies your mouth with good things. And that's more than just the food that you eat. You think, well, that's good food. He satisfies your mouth. So that your youth is renewed like the eagles. I mean, won't their youth renewed? I mean that's it's a promise from the Word of God. I just don't believe that, Pastor, you won't experience it. You've got to believe it. But your youth can be renewed. Just like the eagles. What a strong promise. I mean, you can't get that in any anti-agent I don't, commercial where they amplify the truth. You, you cannot get that. It says you'll never have another wrinkle again. You know, buy this $5,000 though. You can't get that promise anywhere except from God. But here's the thing. God's promise is true. It's true. So we have to believe this new birth benefits package, these blessings came to us at the new birth. It's provision, it's supply, it's blessing. They came at the new birth, the benefits. It's just like when you join a company When I went to work at Light, Gas yes & Water. They sent me through orientation. Anybody gone through orientation? And then you get their their manual. You get this big manual that, Always grew and changed through the years I was there. They couldn't make their mind up. And the benefits package, also you got it, and it grew and changed and shrunk and all kinds of stuff of it. God hands you His Word. said, this is my benefits package. It's unchangeable. It will not change. Whatever you read and remember in it, You can be safe and know it's not changing. There's no revisions in heaven. We're not changing our mind. We're not adding to, we're not subtracting from. That's a blessing right there that there's something unchangeable. That's something that's rock solid, not going to change, and it's the Word of God. No wonder it's more precious than gold and and rubies. Now, which would you rather have a, a bucket full of gold or the Bible? Bible is what the word says. is some of these. You say I'll, I'll take the gold. My my Bible's on my phone, so I can't... never mind. Okay, <laughs> but we say you know we think why why is this you know I, I'm not experiencing this this healing. And Isaiah fifty three one: Who has believed our report? To whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? Our part is to believe the report. It's not a work. I've seen people get into works where they're confessing the word so much or they're memorizing this just to impress God, to get God to do something. We're not going to get God to do something He hadn't already done. Do we confess the word? Do we do this? Absolutely. But we're doing it to persuade our heart of the truth, to remember the benefits. We're doing it where we will know The truth. So we got to read the benefits package. Well, that sounds boring. When I read mine for my job, it was the most boring stuff. But good news, his benefits package, his word to us is alive. And it always speaks. It doesn't matter how many times you read a scripture. God will always speak something different about it or in some different way, it never ends. It's, why? it's alive, and it's full of Him. It's breathed, it's inspired. He breathed into it. The Word actually contains Him. It's more than just the Word. It's God. He's contained in the Word, it's breathed into it. His life, His DNA is in the Word. So we need the Word of God reading and meditating his word and that will transform our lives here's another good thing about this report the very thing that we need our parts to believe he put or we could call it faith he went ahead and put that thing that we need in the report as I read and studied the report his word Within it, He put the thing that I need, and that's to believe. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. He put what I need in there. No wonder He gets all the glory. (laughs) He did our part too, really. He put it in there. What's our part then come down to? Just getting with Him and getting in the Word. And we're a busy society, but we have to make time have to make time for Him and the Word. But the very thing that we need, that part of believing, in order to receive God's promises, He put in the benefits package. It comes automatically when you get in the report. No wonder the enemy tries to keep us from the report. He wants everything in the world. I can remember setting aside some time to study, and everything in the world will happen, it seems like. You know, phone calls, all this stuff. Back in Those days they didn't have texts. Now it's a text and stuff. I just put my phone away. Because <laughs> you can get, you know, something I noticed. You know, I took a little sabbatical. I cannot put my texts on vacation. I can put my phone messages and stuff. But you all these texts... If somebody would invent that, I would pay for it. And many people would, I think. Creative idea, invention here. Somebody come up with it. (laughs) Okay. So I hear the report, listen to the report, and faith comes. So God loved me so much, and he wanted me to receive so badly, he went ahead and put my part, what I need, in the report. Wow. So I choose to believe God's report. How do I choose? By getting in it. I'm choosing it. Because what you really do in your life is what you believe. That's what you really do. So I choose to believe the report, and that benefits me. I'm going to get in it. The good news is when you believe the report, it says the arm of the Lord's revealed the arm of the Lord, the power of God's revealed or experienced to those that believe the report. Amen. So our part is to believe the report. And you can just start saying, I believe the report, I believe the report. And, and, and get that inside of, uh, of you. We believe the message, then we receive God's power. A lot of times we went the opposite way. I receive God's power, then I believe the report. That's not the way Faith works. That's the way the world works. I believe it when I see it. Faith believes it and then sees it. Faith is not blind. Faith just sees the other ram in the provision that's there. That God said it, that settles it. So we have a higher report. There's a report when you're sick in your body, how many know that your body has a voice? And it speaks, and it can be a like a continual, <laughs> a continual dripping, like the Bible talks about the nagging wife, <laughs> sickness and disease, just speaking to your body constantly. But whose report are you gonna believe? You have a higher report than what your body's telling you. Your your bills are piled up, and it looks bigger than your resources. But whose report are you gonna believe? You're in captivity in this bondage. It looks like there's no way I can be set free. But whose report are you going to believe? Because all things are possible through Christ. And you're in Him. Whose report are you going to believe? And you, if you have to feel like you're lying, do it. If your mind is lying to you and say every time you say what God says, you're lying, just go ahead and, and wade through it anyway. I remember years ago being very sick and, and just screaming, I'm healed by Jesus' stripes. <laughs> I felt like a liar. <laughs> My flesh is saying, you're lying. I said, no, I'm not. <laughs> God said it, and he can't lie. Amen. So I'm just going to say what he says. <laughs> we have the highest report this report will change any other report. It's the highest report. It trumps the other reports when you believe it. Faith is a higher report that supersedes the natural realm. There's a voice of our lack of ability, our weaknesses. Many times that hinder from receiving. We're thinking, I'm just weak. I've done this wrong, done that wrong. But there's a voice that's, that's higher than that. There's a higher report, and that report says, You're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. That the covenant was between God the Son and God the Father, and I'm in Christ, and Christ fulfilled my part. So when I sin, I don't break covenant. I mess up my fellowship, I need to repent. <laughs> I tell you what, I'm still in relationship with God because Jesus cut covenant with Father. Mm, What a covenant that we have. In Mark chapter 6, we find the feeding of the 5,000. And you think about it, there's 5,000 men, the scripture says, and there's probably, you know, we could say it might have been 20,000 people there. And How many know that Jesus walked in the earth as a man filled with the Holy Spirit? He didn't use his God attributes, power. He laid that aside. He walked as a man filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, how many believe that when you look at your resources, Jesus is looking here and saying, let me see. We got one, two, three, four, five loaves, two fish, and 20,000 people. Be like saying, Jerry, uh, we're all going to stay and eat. Would you go get us a happy meal at McDonald's? You're feeding us all. (laughs) Just with this group, there would would be some people. It'd take some faith, wouldn't it? There'd be, uh, let me see, 20,000 people. This is the resources I have 20,000 people. But I want you to notice what Jesus did in Mark 6, verse 41. When he had taken the five loaves and the two fish, he looked up to heaven, blessed and broke the loaves and gave them to his disciples to set before them. And the, two, and the two fish he divided among them all so that they all ate and were filled. And they took up 12 baskets full of fragments and of the fish. Now those who had eaten the loaves were about 5,000 men. He's got the resources here. He's got 20,000 people. What does he do? He looked up to heaven. Amen. He looked into heaven. What was he doing looking into heaven? Let me tell you what this word looked up means. It means to see, to look. It means to recover sight. Recover sight. I thought, man, recover sight. What was he doing? He was recovering his sight of what's the higher truth. Well, Pastor, I don't don't think Jesus, uh, he he didn't have those thoughts. He wasn't tempted. He was tempted, just like all of us. Yeah, he didn't sin. He resisted the doubt. But you got five loaves and two fish and 20,000 people. I believe it had to cross his mind. But what did he do? He looked to heaven. He looked up. He looked up. He recovered his sight. He looked and got heaven's perspective. He looked and said, you know what? The unlimited resources of heaven, they trump these limited resources. He looked up. Jesus looked to the Father. He recovered His sight from the limited resources, looked and saw the unlimited resources of heaven, the unlimited resources of God. Well, it's interesting in Luke chapter 4, verse 17, we know where uh, Jesus uh, speaks uh, in, in the temple there. It says, and He was handed the book of the prophet Isaiah, and when He had opened the book, He found the place where it was written, Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me, preached the gospel to the poor, he sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and recovery of sight to the blind. Recovery of sight to the blind. It's the same word, the same thing. When you looked in the heaven, it's the same thing. Recovery of sight. To the blind who set liberty those who are oppressed to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Now when he gave this report, they knew it was about the Messiah. And of course, a little later on, he says, today this is fulfilled in your ears, by the way. (laughs) Then they were ready to kill him. Because he just said he was the Messiah. The report was fine until he said, oh, by the way, it's fulfilled today. I'm the Messiah. It's fulfilled today. (laughs) Go get some rocks. (laughs) we're taking this guy out but what I want you to see here this recovery of sight is the same word that's used in March 6 now I know it's talking about uh, physical blindness And, and speaking because Jesus of course healed the physically blind but I believe it's also the spiritually blind it's recovery of sight to those places that we're blind spiritually. Looking up to heaven. See, we need to pause. We need to put our life on pause and wait and recover our sight. Everything's coming against us, and this and that. We're running to and fro. Stop. Recover your sight. You're living from a different place. You're born from there. You're a citizen of there. You're an ambassador from there. And homeland takes care of the ambassadors. Wow. Homeland protects the ambassadors. And God's protection is absolute. So open eyes. Open eyes to see the report of the Lord. And then the Lord led me to communion, and he, he spoke to me. and said, communion is recovery of our eyes to the great salvation that is ours in Christ. That's what communion is about. It's recovering our sight. Because we're going to and from, we can lose sight of the truth that he is our abundance. He is our supply. He is our joy. He is our peace. He is our salvation. He is our protection. He is our deliverer. He is our healer. He's our everything. Taking communion, we just we're pausing our life and saying, "I remember the cross. I remember the price that was paid for me." And we we get that recovery aside. At 1 Corinthians eleven twenty seven, Therefore, whoever eats this bread or drinks this cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord. Unworthy means treating that communion as commonplace. It's as just, as just a meal and not discerning what Jesus did for us at that finished work at the cross. That's when we take of it in an unworthy manner. We're not discerning what the Lord did for us. Now when I discern that He took my sin, He took my sickness and disease, that he became poor where I could become rich, where He forgave me, I discern that. you know what? I'm not holding any unforgiveness against any single person, because I know why I've been forgiven up. <laughs> I can't afford it. I forgive and I release everyone. See, everything flows from there. And that, that strife that I've been in, I let go of that because he took it all for me. He did it all for me. His body was broken where we could be made one. He was silent where we could open up our voice and proclaim the authority that we have in Christ. He was silent because if he opened his mouth, he would have delivered himself. But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of the bread and drink of the cup. When you look up the word examine, it means to test or to approve. We're to examine ourselves. And the examination of yourself, you can say, Lord, is there a sin in my life? You need to do that. But in order to be healed, the examination has to go this way. You examine yourself and the Lord says you need to deal with this. Well, just deal with it. But then it has to go, you're examining yourself in Christ to be approved. I'm finding and examining myself to be approved with no fault, no guilt, no shame, the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, until I come to that point where my examination, I find myself in Christ, I won't be healed. Because I think I'm unworthy. I think I don't deserve it. But see, I'm worthy because He's worthy. In myself I'm unworthy, but my worthiness is not of me, it's of Him. I don't deserve it, but He deserves it because I'm in Him and He did it for me. Then I deserve it in Christ. And you've got to change your mindset till you examine yourself to be approved. I find myself approved in God. Hallelujah. I find myself approved. There is no fault. There is no condemnation. And then you start moving forward. If there is sin, deal with it. Sin will devastate and destroy your life. And you can't afford it. But you know what? I had to... Uh, a young man that ministered to the other day, he said, I'm having trouble uh, cursing. I just can't stop. I said, have you asked the Lord to help you? Well, no, I hadn't thought of that. Again, I just I I pray right here. I said, ask the Lord to help you. He will help you with that. He said, well, is it, is it in the Bible? I said, oh, yeah. In fact, it goes way beyond that. If you speak that which is not edifying and builds up, I said, what? I said, oh, yeah. It goes way beyond that. Course jesting and cursing, Yeah. But how about that which is, doesn't build up and edify? He goes, Oh, man. He said, well, One of my favorite things is just to cut people down. I said, uh, That didn't fall in line with the word. But I, I just feel like when I'm making a point, I get so much into it, I've got to curse. I said, You don't got to. But one thing we can do, it's a, it's a habit. We we can go to Jesus asking to help you with that habit. Now it's a dangerous break. <laughs> Said okay. So we prayed. I believe every time that thing says rise right up, he's gonna get it. <laughs> oh feel awful. <laughs> God's gonna supernaturally what? Deliver him. Because he's just looking for our will. He's looking for us to make a decision. If we could deliver ourselves, we wouldn't need him. That's why I told him. I said, well, have you come to the point you figured out you can't deliver yourself? He said, oh yeah, I've been trying. I know I shouldn't. You guys know, can't do it. Well, good. You're at the end of yourself. Now let God do it. You See, if we could deliver ourselves, we don't need Jesus. We don't need the cross. But if we'll Make a decision. He's wanting our will. We'll give him our will. He'll do the rest. But he won't force something on us. Because he is, you know, we we talk about did, did God allow this? I guess you could say he allowed it in the sense he put such great value on our free will choice. No, God's good. I was uh, uh, with one of the members of the church, uh, I guess it was about a month ago, and he was telling me how God delivered him of smoking. And he was, he was just saying, God has delivered me, and he just was smoking with his co-workers. I said, what did you tell him? And he said, yeah. He said, they knew the way it was. And he said, uh, God has delivered me from smoking. And they said, you were just smoking with us. He goes, well, I know, but God's delivered me. I said, well, they look at you like you were a nut. He said, yeah, but they love me, you know. And I said, okay. And he said that he he went through this thing, and then the Lord um, took it away. And he said, people are saying, well, you got got free. How, How did you get delivered? Well, he said, I couldn't do it. I didn't do it. He said, what? You're not smoking more?" He said, yeah, the Lord did it. The Lord did it. And that's what we have to get back to when we came to the altar to get saved. The Lord did it. We didn't come with our list of this and that. Same for healing. It's the same for prosperity. It's, you know, um, every single area of salvation comes the same way. It's through the cross, through belief in the finished work. And we try and make it too hard. We try and take something that's really simple and make it real complex. So I think it's just simple. It's the it's the cross. He did it. Well, pastor, you give, you know, we talk about grace so much, you give people a license to sin. No, they were sinning without that license. Just perfectly fine. If you want to look at the grace of God, it says the grace of God will teach you to walk holy. That's real... Really, the the grace of God, not giving people a license, because if we knew the truth that sin is death working in us, it's devastating. And that which is done in secret will be brought to light if you don't deal with it sometime. Okay. Verse 29, for he who eats and drinks an unworthy matter, eats and drinks judgment to himself for condemnation, not discerning the Lord's body. For this reason, many are weak and sick among you, and many sleep. I got thinking, this is God's reason we struggle with healing. This is God's reason. You know, we can, and, and we can say unbelief, and, you know, I've taught it. There's, you know, that's all true. But God is saying the reason we struggle with it, we're not discerning the Lord's body, what well, he did for us. Now, if God said that's the reason, I guess that's pretty good, pretty good uh, authority that that's the truth, not discerning the Lord's body. If we will discern the Lord's body, you're not going to die early. You're not going to be weak and sick and die early. He said, with long life, I will satisfy you. Till you're satisfied till you're satisfied hundred and twenty now i've I've hit uh mid midlife here, and uh feels good I mean hundred and twenty is uh if you're not satisfied then, so I can't think, and I remember he didn't say i'm um uh, I forgot what it was. 87 or something, he said, I'm going to have a little talk with the Lord and see if I want to stick around there or not. <laughs> Till you're satisfied. Well, Pastor, I don't believe in that 120 stuff because I don't want to be uh, up in some nursing home with uh, hooked up to oxygen and they have to wheel me to the bathroom and they have to do this and that. Well, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about taking mountains and pulling down giants and the exploits for God. We got the anti-aging agent, the Holy Spirit. He said he would renew your youth. Well, what's the problem? We're just not believing it. We hadn't got there. We're not believing it. <laughs> I mean, you want to believe that. I believe it in Jesus' name. Renewing our youth. Wouldn't that be something we took pictures of us and then the next year we take our picture and the next year and we get younger and younger? younger. Like a fountain of life. Like maybe God is life and maybe his word's true. Rub on some of that anti. <laughs> Verse 31, for if you judge ourselves, we would not be judged. But when we are judged, for are chastened by the Lord, that we may not be condemned with the world. And there's a, that we're chastened. You know, I've heard people, uh, I was taught this you cannot take communion if you got any sin in your life. Now, I finally realized there's always some place in our life that we're missing it. There's always some place of sin in our life. Well, let me just put it this way. How about sins of omission? How about if you don't walk in faith at some time, that's sin. Or don't walk in love. Really, if you're innocent, you need to run to the communion table. Well, you cannot, and maybe you've seen that, you cannot take communion. I don't care if you're, you're saved or what. You're not a member of this denomination. Say, what? And if you're an unbeliever and take this, you're condemned to hell. Don't take it. And by the time you finish, you don't know if you want to take it. You're going, can this cup pass? Because you go, there, is there anything in my life? Oh my goodness, I oh <laughs> I hope on the other day, that guy you cutting from me, I just couldn't help. When the truth is, if an unbeliever takes communion, we never say if you're an unbeliever in here you haven't accepted the Lord Jesus Christ, please don't take a communion. You've never heard me say that. Why? They're condemned already. It's not gonna hurt them because they're already condemned. But what can happen is the ministry. And the partaking of that table can open up a place in them and God can minister to them. Maybe we've had the wrong kind of thinking about this. And then the word chasten means to train, teach disciples a child to compel a child to go in the right direction. And this is talking about if we don't judge ourselves, we're we will be judged and chastened on the Lord. His judgment is chastening and He will treat us like a kid and take us to the outhouse and (laughs) train us and straighten us out. Because that's what a loving parent does. And He's the best. It didn't say that He's going to curse you with sickness and disease. He's going to give you cancer. He's going to give you arthritis, he's going to do these. It doesn't say that he's going to train us. He uses his word. It says in Hebrews 12, 6, For whom the Lord loves, he chastens and scourges every son whom he receives. If you endure chastening, God deals with you as with sons. For what son is there whom a father does not chasten? But If you are without chastening, of which all have become partakers, then you are illegitimate, not sons. Furthermore, we have human fathers who corrected us, and we paid them respect. Shall we not much more readily be in subjection to the Father of spirits and live? For they indeed for a few days chastened us as seemed best to them, but for our profit that we may be partakers of His holiness." Now, no chastening seems to be joyful for the present, but painful. Nevertheless, afterward, it yields a peaceable fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. Now, I'd, I'd rather judge myself than have the chastening. But the good thing about the chastening, fruit, good fruit, lasting fruit comes forth. Just like when you... In the natural, a father spanks his, his child, corrects, trains. It brings fruit later on. It's kind of like you can pay me now or you can pay me later. But if you pay me later, it's going to be a whole lot more payment than if you'll pay me now. You can go ahead and deal with this. So then, First Corinthians eleven twenty three. For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus on the same night which he betrayed took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it. Anyway, I was reading this and just thinking about it, it. said he gave thanks. Communion has a lot to do with giving thanks or recovery of sight. When you lose your thanksgiving, your thanks... You know that you're in trouble. And you have to make a choice. I'm getting back in worship. I'm getting back in thanks. And before the communion, there had to be an adjustment, uh, a writing of the mind and emotions, recovery of sight, to get back to thanks. Thanksgiving. Because He has paid the price. He's done it all for us. He's paid the price And we don't have to pay the price. He's paid it in full. He's paid it completely. All we have to do is believe it. Receive it. Take it. It sounds real easy. But we have to believe the report. There's a lot of voices. Uh, I probably mentioned this when uh, I was in a town ministry. We had the blind eyes open and had deaf ear open. Uh, had a back that the, the legs were uh, not uh, the same. You know how you put them in cherry on pray. I didn't get to pray. I just lifted up, saw they weren't equal, and before I could even say Jesus, they were equal. And all this is going on. And then there was this one guy who ministering, ministering to. And he got with me afterwards. And he told me how developed, really, he was in his sickness and disease. He believed his report so much that he said he was ministering to his doctor. That he was doing all this scientific and all this research. He was highly developed in his sickness and disease. And the whole time I'm thinking, if he was just any... Smidge close to that developed in what God says in the right report. But see, it's easy for us to get caught up in the wrong report. We've all done it. I mean, we've got, it's a blessing to have the internet and any, it's just about any question. I'd take my phone. Hey, Siri. (laughs) Hey, Bob. I love you. I love you too. I have a question for you. Where's the closest McDonald's? Okay, Bob, do you want that directions? Or, yeah, here you go. <laughs> Tells you how to get there. Any, you know, it's it's right there. So well oh, the doctor said, I've got this. I've got this, Siri. What is it? and all this for you. Oh. I'm going to get in the Word in just a minute, Lord. I, I just need, I need some more information where I can come against this. It's 2 o'clock. Oh, i got to get to bed. Oh, I told the Lord, I'd say, Lord, I, I just thank you for the cross. Good night. What am I doing? I'm getting highly developed in the wrong report. Maybe we don't need to spend that much time in the, the wrong report. Thank you Lord Father we worship you we Thank you for the word of God Thank you for the good report Thank you that your word is alive That's truth that It's absolute truth Thank you that you're always good You always have your best for us You sent your best You paid the price That we would be Fully supplied. Everything that pertains to life and godliness is supplied to us. Everything that we need. God, I thank you that you minister this morning. By your power. Your resurrection, dunamis, explosive power. Released into our bodies and our minds. And I thank you, Lord, that sickness and disease cannot resist. The power of God. Thank you for revealing your arm. Here this morning Lord. Thank you that you bore our sickness and our disease. You carried our sorrows. Chastisement of our peace was upon you. By your stripes Lord. We are healed. And we were healed. We were healed. I thank you for the miraculous. I thank you that nothing is impossible. I thank you, Lord, for n- new jobs. I thank you for witty ideas and inventions. I thank you that cancer is cursed and beneath our feet. I thank you that the death sentence report is trumped by the life sentence report. I thank you that the enemy, everything he brings us beneath our feet. That we're in Christ we're, in, we're a part of His body. And Father, we say we present our bodies as living sacrifices. And Lord, we say be glorified in our bodies. Be glorified in our minds, in our emotions, in our thinking, in our decisions, in our will. Be glorified. We give you thanks honor and glory Jesus' name amen amen hallelujah if you'd like to get more information about resources from Church of the Harvest please check out our website at midsouthharvest.org you may also contact us by phone at 662- or toll free at 866-383-8277.